T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really care. You know, I mean, I think it's all subjective. It's fine. I mean, we're the same people that would rank us would be the same people that picked us last in the league. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. That is the voice of Chris Collins talking. Uh, when asked about uh, how he feels about being ranked, and they had a couple big wins in a row, and we're delighted to welcome in Brian Hamilton. He writes college basketball for The Athletic. Brian, good morning. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing well. We are living the dream, and so are the cats. I mean, <laughs> good God. It, I mean, a year ago, we wondered if uh, if if uh, Chris Collins could be in trouble, and, and he got the dreaded vote of confidence. And now here, lo and behold, it looks like another trip to the tournament. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, he was in trouble. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't any, there wasn't any look like about it. Okay. Um, I think that if – his old boss was still in the position um, and not running a conference, we might not be having this conversation. Um, but I, when you have a new athletics director that came in, wanted to give him a little bit more time to sort of prove himself, um, maybe a little more time to evaluate Chris as a coach, you know, you're going to have a little more patience. Um, maybe ironically, because this, this is a new AD who comes in and doesn't want his own guy in the position immediately, but they fixed it. You know, and I think that when you look at the losses of Pete Nance, Ryan Young, uh, North Carolina and Duke respectively, all of us thought those are big losses. Those are veteran guys that you would want to compete in the Big Ten. I don't think they could be playing like they're playing right now if those two guys were still around. So we can sort of get into the gray area of are they happy they're gone or how they wish they stayed, but I don't think you're going to get the defensive buy-in. I don't think they could put in the scheme they have defensively which is how they've gotten to where they've gotten with those two guys around so i mean it's, it's been a remarkable remarkable turnaround in, in just a matter of months so brian you know how chicago works we kind of ignore college basketball because of all the pro sports and then around mid-february start saying well wow who's good who is it and now northwestern's good and it's been a while but how, why are they where they are and who in the heck is Chase Audige and Boo Booey because those are the two names that you're going to hear more frequently as the month progresses and into March because those are the two guys carrying this team yeah it's two simple reasons one they play really really good connected defense and they have old guards Boo Booey and Chase Audige are old experienced guards are they dynamic are they future nba draft picks no they're not um unless something dramatically changes in their 
skill set and physical abilities. But for college, for the Big Ten, having, you know, physical, gritty, committed old guards is a really good place to be, or at least a really good place to start. You saw the effect it had against Purdue the other day. I mean, they made Purdue's freshman guards look like freshmen for one of the first times all season. And that's because they were just able to get up on him, be physical, frustrate him. I'm sure Purdue fans would have liked to have seen a few more fouls called. Um, but that's what you do when you're an old guard. You try to frustrate the young guys. And then defensively, I mean, you look at it right now, I mean, they're a top 10 unit, top five unit efficiency-wise. They just they're really aggressive on screen rolls. They double the post relentlessly. They try to make it really, really difficult and frustrating to score inside the three-point line. Like Chris told me the other day, sometimes that leaves them vulnerable to a hot shooting three-point team as they're scrambling around and trying to recover. He's willing to take that trade-off for guarding the paint a little more and just making it harder for teams to get easy buckets. It's, it's something they've worked on all summer. They brought in Chris Lowry, uh, Bruce Weber, disciple, former Southern Illinois head coach. He's really been a difference maker in, in sort of amping up the aggressiveness, getting that post-doubling defense put in. So really it's just a combination of you're older and you play really good defense. And that's basically going to keep you in most, if not all games. You know, we look at college basketball right now. It seems wide open. I mean, the Big 12 is. is obviously having a great year. Why is it so wide open? Why Why do you think this has evolved this way? Yeah, I think it's just cyclical. Um, I, I don't think there's any really one explanation, but you look at it, I think, the other day, the stat when the poll came out when Alabama lost was like it was the eighth number one team this year to lose. I think it's just one of those years where college basketball doesn't have a sort of monolithic dominant team. No one's going on an obviously no one's going on an undefeated run. No one's head and shoulders above everybody else. And I don't think there's really any explanation for it other than that's just how it how it happened in terms of how the team. I mean, you look at teams like Kentucky and Duke not having the best years. You know, Carolina may not even make the NCAA tournament. Same with Kentucky. You're seeing a lot of the old school blue blood powers struggle this year. Other programs have sort of hit their stride. Like I said, Alabama, I mean, I think Nate Oates has done exactly what they brought him in to do, which was to turn Alabama into a top five national program, and he's done that in short order. Um, Houston, Kelvin Samplin, Simpson has it running as well as he's ever had it run before. Um, it's just a matter of this is what happened in 2022-23. You know, there's just a lot of really, really good teams. Um, no one dominant team. And I think you kind of have to be, it sounds cliche, but you kind of have to be on guard every night, which I think is going to make for a really, really interesting NCAA tournament. And in the Big Ten, I thought it was going to be Purdue. They now have lost two in a row after losing to Maryland last night, right. Ryan. And you look at Illinois, the other team we're going to have to pay a lot of attention to in the coming weeks. Uh, I, Brad Underwood has worked the portal very well this year. They look like a tournament team, but how viable do you think they will be if they get into the, the big dance? They have to shoot it better. Um, you know, I was talking to another team official the other day, recently played Illinois, and, it, you know, to me, it looks like a team that has a lot of talent, but it's maybe not the most together group. And that's not to say there's, like, fractures behind the scenes anymore or, or they're coming apart. There are teams that just look a lot more connected that look a lot more committed one way or another. Now, Brad would probably disagree because of the way they're playing defense recently, and that's really stepped up. 
Um, so maybe they're making progress there. But I think ultimately it looks like a bunch of talented guys that, yeah, if they playing like as one, as a unit, they could be really dangerous. Um, they're going to have to shoot it better. They've not been shooting it from three all that well lately. Um, I know they put up a lot of points the other day at Penn State in the loss, but they also gave up you know, 40 to Jalen Pickett. I mean, one guy went 15 to 20 from the field. So there's a lot to work with with Illinois. It just doesn't seem to all connect and come together for a very long, extended period of time. And you don't have a mulligan in hey, March. Like, if you, yeah, yeah, you have one mulligan in March, but not in the tournament, per se. Um, if, you, if you're not connected for one night, if you're, if you're off for one night, you're done. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if Illinois can sort of quickly evolve into that team that's a lot more consistent or consistent at a high level than it has been. You know, it's extraordinary when you look at Purdue, you look at the Big Ten, and they've got a player who's seven foot four, and he's unstoppable. But he and he actually hits some free throws. He's not bad at the line. But they, they don't seem to have the offense they should have. You know what I mean by that? Like, they just don't seem like a high-volume scoring team, but they have a player that how do you – I wouldn't even know where you'd begin stopping the tallest player in league history. Uh, you don't, <laughs> this is the answer. I mean, it, it look, I, in my, I've, I've seen that kid hit threes in practice. Now he's never going to take them in a game. Um, but they look like they would go in a lot when he takes them in practices. So, but there's no answer for Zach. Eady. There's none. I mean, you can ask any coach, there's a million different things you can do to him around him, just how you scheme your whole defensive approach for Purdue. But there is no stopping him he is going to get the ball he is going to get his shots off if he wants they're not really calling a ton of fouls on him this year i think he has more blocks than personal fouls he does seven foot four 285 pounder so he's unstoppable that that you kind of almost have to take that off the table and decide what you're going to do with purdue now I'm, i'm looking at it right now they're the 10th sufficient offense in the country they were number one they were up there. So it has been a little bit of a drop-off lately. And I told Chris the other day at practice, so Chris Collins, like, you may have unlocked a secret here. Like, get out a little bit more, pressure those guards a little bit more full court, which Northwestern did against Purdue and normally doesn't. Hmm. Put in a little bit of a press to get them out of their rhythm offensively. If you let them get in their rhythm offensively, you're done. So if you have guards you can get out, maybe disrupt them in three-quarter court, full court, get them off kilter a little bit. He might've created the blueprint that a lot of teams, if they can, might copy down the stretch. Purdue's got a really, really good offense. Matt Painter is a genius coach, but he does have some stuff to figure out because it obviously has been a little bit of a slide with the turnovers and overall efficiency lately. Brian, 30 seconds. Do you have a front runner at Notre Dame for the coach to replace Mike Bray? I said at the start, and I still think I would stick with it. I mean, I would put all my, you know, I put everything after Porter Moser and Micah Shrewsbury. I think those two guys are perfect fits for the job. I, I know Porter has sort of denied his interest. I don't believe it for a second. Um, I think Micah is gettable because he's coaching at Penn State, and you'd probably leave Penn State for an ACC job in this ACC. So those are those are my top two guys that I would go after, and 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 I would stay with that until you know Jack Swarbrick makes his final decision. Great stuff, Brian. Thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. Thanks, appreciate Brian. It. Good stuff. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Brian Hamilton from The Athletic. He's good. Porter. (laughs) Don't tell him that, David. Don't tell Porter.
All right, we got Theo. Theo's going to join us next. Mully and Hawn score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 